0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, party people. We are so stoked that you're tuning in to another episode. Let's just get right to it today. If you're a business owner, you've probably heard the term ideal client thrown around a lot. You probably ask questions like, what does that even mean? What if I'm a multi-passionate person and I wanna work with all kinds of people and do all kinds of things? What if I have no idea who my ideal client even is? And how do I know how to even find them? This episode is here to help answer all of those questions, so in today's show, we're covering what an ideal client is, why you need to get very specific on who your ideal client or otherwise called client avatar is, and a bunch of other questions to ask yourself in order to nail down who your business is serving and why. Because we can tell you this, the businesses and companies that thrive are the ones that are so laser specific on who they're serving. They're not serving the masses. They're solving a problem their ideal client has. And so if you're ready to get laser-specific and hone in on who you're speaking to in your business, you know you're in the right place. Let's go.
1: You're listening to The Heart and Hustle Podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of The Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest, then buckle up. Cause here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello friend, welcome back to today's show. This is going to be a fun little uh, niche-specific deep dive into finding your ideal client and speaking directly to them. I know I'm excited. I know Lindsay's excited. Hopefully, yeah. you're excited. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be a fun show. So let's dive straight on in. What even is an ideal client, Lindsay? Like, what? Why? What does that phrase even mean? Let's talk about it.
0: I would say someone who not only is a good fit for you and your business and what you're actually offering, what you excel at, but also who you are a good fit for. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we always think of it like, especially in the photography world, you get thrown or you get, you hear ideal client thrown around a lot. And it's like, oh, I want a couple who's boho. I want a couple who will only elope in Yosemite. But like, yeah. I say that, <laughs> but like that, that I, I get it because that I was the same way. However, yeah. I think you have to, to dig even deeper, it's like an ideal client doesn't have to j- just be superficial things like, oh, they have to wear boho attire. Like yeah. that's not an ideal client per se. Like they, they they could be people that maybe lean towards more adventurous type of boho clothing, sure. But like, I think the heart posture is so much yeah. more important than just like what they wear.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's it also comes down to, you know, some recognizing that maybe you're going to serve the people who, you know, would prefer to be outdoors and, you know, whatever. Like that's, that's where you, your creative eye really comes to life and you're going to give them the best work and they're falling in love with your work because it's all outdoors stuff. So if they're wanting you to do, you know, an indoor, uh, you know, golf course, whatever, like resort wedding or something, and you just realize like, I don't think I'm going to serve them best at this location or like this couple, like, you know, recognizing that it's more than just, it's more than just the location. It's more than just the attire. It's more than just, you know, so many different things. It's about making sure that you click with the clients that you two, both, like all of you are on the same page and that you recognize that you're going to be able to be a good fit for them and serve them really well. And there are so many different factors that go into that. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to find that, but kind of wanted to give you like a definition of like, an ideal client is someone who is a good fit for you and your business. Yes, absolutely. But who you are a good fit for as well. And somebody that you're going to serve incredibly well, because that's the bottom line. Yeah. And there's a lot of caveats and like different things that can go into that definition. But that's kind of the bottom line. When we're saying ideal client, it's somebody that you're going to serve incredibly well. And the two of you are like, you know, the two parties click really well.
0: Yeah. And this isn't just for photography or service-based businesses. This is for products, for coaching. Literally any business ever needs an ideal client. So that leads perfectly into the next question, which is why do we need an ideal client in the first place? Well, here's some like marketing strategy principles, right? Trying to speak to everyone will result in you speaking to no one. And I'm going to kind of break that down as to why. Because think about your own buyer habit whether it's a service or a product, if you go to the store, like people buy things when they resonate deeply and personally with something. That's one aspect of why people buy stuff. But they also buy stuff that very clearly communicates that this product or service solves a question that they have or s- solves a need that they have or eases a need or treats a need or whatever, Um And so the more clearly that you as a business can communicate that you answer that person's question or your product or service answers that person's question or your product or service eases that need or solves that need, then that's more likely going to make that customer buy your product or service. Um, Because in order to speak and position your product or service in a way that answers someone's specific problem, we have to narrow down who it is we're speaking to. Um, Mm -hmm. Nevi, do you want to like go to the first example?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So some examples of this to kind of like paint the mental picture. Let's talk about a copywriter. Someone who writes marketing or sales copy, which is words, marketing words, um, for business owners, websites, emails, social media, like all of that above.
0: That would be like an independent contractor.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if that copywriter doesn't niche down and specify who their ideal client is and who they do their best work for... They won't have near as many bookings. Are they copywriting for service-based businesses, for product shops, for online business coaches? Do they speak to any or all of the above people? Or like, is it a specific person that they're really targeting that I work with you know, service-based business owners in the wedding industry? Or do I work with service-based business owners in the event industry? Or like whatever that looks like, do I work with small, uh, independently run product shops to for the active woman? Or like something like that. You want to work with someone where you know their copywriting services are specified and skilled for that industry because all of the industries are completely different. Like, I... (laughs) can write really good copy for service-based business because I've done it for so many years, but it has been a learning curve for me to learn to write copy for a product shop, like online shop. And it's been tough. And the reality is I might be really good at writing copy for one industry, but I'm not good at writing for another. And that's not even from a copywriter. That's just from a business owner who loves writing copy. But the reality is like, they're totally different niches and how you Mm -hmm. explain stuff. and, And the, the, Strategy behind writing is totally different. So, yeah. you want to be very specific on this: is who I serve, and this is who I don't. And you're going to get way more bookings as you know, controversial or uh, counterintuitive. That's the word. As counterintuitive as it sounds to like narrow down your focus of who you're serving, you're actually going to get more bookings, and you're going to serve those people way better.
0: Yeah. Well, because how, like, if you're a copywriter, how you would speak to coaches? Like, yeah. oh, hey, I, I write copy for your marketing campaign for your email funnels. Like, yeah. you're gonna talk about those pain points and how you, as a copywriter, can solve those problems. That's yep. not the same pain points as you writing for like a wedding industry provider who doesn't necessarily have like a marketing email funnel, right?
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Totally another example, because I know a lot of you are photographers. Just to like help maybe drive this home, on my question is for a photographer, who is your ideal client? Is it a mom who wants to book family sessions? Is it a couple who's planning their wedding? Is it a pregnant mom who's looking to book a newborn shoot? Because you have to think about, like, if you're photographing all of those things, you have a million ideal clients. Maybe Mm -hmm. not a million, but like five. (laughs) Um, Because a mother who's about to birth a baby and wants newborn session... And is looking for that type of photographer is in a wildly different place in her life than a couple about to be married and planning a wedding and looking for a wedding photographer. Like yeah. the needs of those different people are are drastically insane. Like they're yep. just they're just so different. And so yeah. how you speak to the newborn mom that's looking for a newborn that's pregnant first of all, so like deal with that right, and then <laughs> that's also like looking for a newborn family. That's their just mindset is so different, and they're not going to be looking for someone who is a wedding photographer and specializes in weddings. Like that's just yeah. not where they're at. Um, so how you speak to those people is just different and should be different because their needs are completely different. So yeah. hopefully that kind of hones in the example for photographers as well on like why having an ideal client is so crucial because you can then speak to that person so specifically and show them why your service or your product is a perfect answer for their need or their want. And I think the goal with marketing is to speak directly to a specific person and showcase how your service or product solves their problem and make their lives better. Like that's, that's marketing in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. And you have to be specific with that. It's like, you know, trying to just shoot an arrow into a wide empty field where you have no target. You're probably not going to hit like anything of importance or value. Like you need a target with a bullseye that you're aiming at, that you're actually like, I want to directly like hit that center bullseye versus just like shooting an arrow straight up in the air in the middle of a field. Like it's, that's not going to do anything. (laughs) You're not going to like improve your bow and arrow skills or
0: whatever. Like if you, if you just have a product shop that's not niche, I'm just like throwing out another example in my head (laughs) because I was like, oh yeah, like product (laughs) shop that's not niche. You're just like, uh, like you serve clothes and you serve, uh, shoes and you serve bags. And it's like, who is, who is the woman or the man? If it's a well, maybe bags, whatever is like talk about who a G-G person. Per- oh well, that's a great example. Hold a woman hold on. who wears that, <laughs> but that's that's a great example of doing it right because that's like a I'm boutique saying. a boutique like shop that like serves everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. like you're trying to market to everybody unless yeah. you have a very specific style that you're trying to market to. like if you just serve like, all sorts of clothes, all sorts of dresses and and yeah. pants and like everything. You don't have a unique style that you're known for that people can think of you to come to for that thing. Yeah. So then enter Evie with the great example. Well,
1: I was just thinking of Gigi Pitt because they're known for high quality hats and their their marketing is specifically to women and especially a lot of like busy entrepreneurs slash mothers, um, like females, and their tagline is like uh, for the woman who wears many hats or something like that. And it's just like, I'm like, they're just, their marketing is just killer. And they just target a broad, but niche audience of like women who want to look good, but also like are juggling a lot of things all at once. And they're super busy and they have a lot going on. And they're, it's like, a crazy niche market that Gigi Pip is hitting, but like, man, they hit it well. Well, and it's, it's so like cool.
0: th- it's not just women; it's it's yeah. like you said, the woman who wears many hats. But that's such a freaking good tagline because then yeah. like it encourages <laughs> you to buy more hats. That's <laughs> it's really good. We it's love Gigi
1: Pip fun. and Ginger Parish. <laughs> we just we just love all of them. So next, moving on to now that you're like, okay, cool. This is what an ideal client is, and this is why it's important. How the heck do I figure out who my ideal client or customer is? let's talk about this. Let's talk about a client avatar. So a client avatar, if you haven't heard this phrase and are unfamiliar with it, is basically a whole blueprint describing a fictional character, like a fictional person who is the perfect fit for you. So, you're basically, Or it could be a
0: real person, like a past client, if you've had yeah. if you've already worked with an ideal client.
1: But most likely you're going to fill out that ideal, like even that past right. client, like you're going to fill it out and elaborate on it more. So it will kind of turn into like a mix of like fiction and nonfiction person. Right. But the point is, you're creating kind of like,
0: almost like the like house a Sims plant. character. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're very different analogies. <laughs> well,
0: I was trying to think of an example where you like get to create like an entire person from scratch. And I was like, oh, the Sims. <laughs> I've never played... The Sims or whatnot. So okay, I just well, people that have, have know what I'm talking about, you basically like <laughs> create people from scratch and then live, build their house and then live their life. Oh, that's fun. Okay, well, so yeah, sure, Sims character. Let's pretend
1: you're building a Sims. Anyways, um, you're gonna want to like have this map or this blueprint that you're going off of then for future people to kind of uphold it and like be like, oh, is this you know who am I speaking to? My marketing copy does this speak to this ideal client? All of the above. So some questions that you can ask are, what are their struggles right now? What niche are they in? You know, for example, Gigi Pip, going back to that, there, it's it's for busy women essentially, uh, and moms who are juggling a lot of kids, and you know maybe their own little business or entrepreneurs who are hustling and juggling a lot of things or whatnot. There's a decent amount of people, but that's like the niche. And then, what do I bring to the table that they really need right now? What season of life are they in right now? What's causing them pain at this in this moment, and how will I eliminate that pain for them? Even down to like the nitty gritty, like little details of like. Where do they shop? How much income does their family or that person make a year? Do they have a family or do they not want kids or are they trying to have kids or, you know, whatever? And then what kinds of things do they do in their free time? Like even down to those little things will help you build out this full picture, this full blueprint of this person that you're trying to speak to. And yes, you're painting a picture of like one person but the reality is there are thousands of people who probably fit into that mold and they're going to come when you're speaking directly to them as if you're speaking to like that this client avatar like when you have this roadmap of like this is where I'm going this is how I speak this is what I am saying to this one person tons of people are going to resonate with it because it's very direct. Hey, friend. Are you a hat girl like us? Well, if you've ever seen a photo of us, pretty much ever, we are almost always wearing a hat on because we love accessorizing any outfit and making it cuter with a good hat. Like, literally,
0: add any hat to any outfit, and it is a thousand times cuter and better. So if you've ever seen us wearing a hat, I can guarantee you it was 100% a Gigi Pip hat. In fact, the hats we're wearing in this podcast cover— yeah, they're Gigi Pip. Gigi Pip is inspired by women who wear many hats and their quality and style is literally insane. It's why we choose them over any hat company because their styles are so cute and their quality is next level. We love them to death. So if you want to grab a hat yourself, we have a little treat for you. You
1: can shop Gigi Pip hats using the link in the show notes to receive free shipping with our code Heart and Hustle. That's all lowercase and with no spaces.
0: If you're ready to see your confidence boosted and look cute as heck, grab a Gigi Pip hat today. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck Uh Uh-huh.
1: Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is
0: so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of
1: content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from. Or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I
0: even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate... Uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Yeah. And when you know little things about them, like where do they shop? If I know like what they naturally gravitate towards and 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 like Then if I'm a product shop, okay, cool. I know how to market to them. Like I know what style attracts them. I know what price point attracts them. If you, how much does their family make a year? That seems like an arbitrary question, but like, can they, can my ideal client afford my prices? Or do I need to adjust my client or my prices to be appealable to my ideal client? Mm -hmm. And like, or do I need to adjust my ideal client to fit my prices? Like there's there's so many questions there, but that's why like- little questions like that matter. Well, and it's
1: also like, like on the shopping question, if your ideal client avatar is shopping at Nordstrom or something like that, then you're probably not going to want to use like thrifting analogies to like really speak to them in your marketing copy or, you know, whatever, like stuff like even the tiniest details really help you know how to speak so directly to that person. So it might seem a little like stupid at first to be like filling out this whole thing, but
0: it's really, really helpful. I feel like this is just psychology. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It it really is. So I guess final thoughts is like, why does all of this actually matter? Like, why do all of those questions matter? I feel like we've already said that, but just in case we haven't driven it home hard (laughs) enough. Um, Questions like this really help you focus in on who you're speaking to and serving and trying to reach. Because again, if you're speaking to everyone, if you're just trying to be like, hi, here's my services, here's my product, please buy from me. Like that's, give me a reason. Talk yeah. to me. Speak my language. I need you yep. to speak my language if I'm going to actually buy your product or your service. Yeah. Um, and if you're, I mean, well, you just said the Nordstrom idea or the Nordstrom example. But if your ideal client is struggling with making time for their family and kids, you can speak that pain point then with your babysitting services or, or whatever it is that you do. Like that's an example. Yeah. But I, I feel like You just you're using an ideal client and that avatar and all those details that fall into that avatar, then to know how to speak to that person. Yeah, like I feel like like I'm trying to like make it more clear, but I feel like that's it.
1: Yeah, because the the more detailed you can make this avatar, the clearer your vision will be on how to reach them and how you can make their life easier, Mm -hmm. what they're struggling with, and how you can solve those pain points. Because without a client avatar, you're shooting in the dark. So the avatar can absolutely change and evolve in time as you grow, but outlining from the very beginning will literally revolutionize your marketing and create a crystal clear map for you to follow to reach your people. So... Just sit down, take some time. We just gave you a handful of questions that you can begin to use to kind of create this map. But think back to like past clients that you really loved working with, who just clicked, or past customers that you were like, oh my gosh, this is the person I want to be selling my product to. Like they like it, it, it hit them in a way that like it doesn't hit some of my other customers. What's different about that person? Where you know where do they live? What season of life are they in? Like all of that information. Fill out this avatar. It will give you that bullseye, that target that you can then begin to hit that bullseye over and over with everything that you're doing and creating and how you're speaking. And it'll give you so much more clarity in your business.
0: The last thing I'll say is if you're listening to this and you're barely starting your business and you don't have a past client that is an example of an ideal client and you're like, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how to fill out all those questions. Like, I don't even know how to be like, where do they shop? Because I don't know who I'm speaking to. I think then you have to ask yourself more questions like, what is it that you're selling? What are you an expert at? And who would be a right fit for what you have to offer? And like kind of go from that perspective versus like, oh, I already have a business. I already have past clients um, and really try to workshop that part of it. And maybe do some market research, like maybe ask friends or family or do polls on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Because like you have to make sure that you're actually creating a product or a service that is marketable, that is a need and that that has an intersection of something that you are actually gifted at or that you can learn to be good at and has a market with, or crosses an intersection where that's actually a need in the market. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, and that's where you can then come from that angle to create your ideal client. Because even if you're at the beginning, you still need one. And I want to say, your ideal client can change over time. But yeah. I started my photography business and I just, I wasn't experienced enough to charge a lot of money. I couldn't have a client avatar that was like, uh like a a new york city exec that made like 500k a year like I, yeah. like i just that type of person wouldn't pay for like $700 photography <laughs> like my ideal client at the time was like college graduates or people that yeah. were still in college um and that's okay it like grows over time to based on based on your business how it's evolving and things like that
1: yeah and also not to say that having a like an audience or a client avatar of like a college graduate is is bad. not growing right so <laughs> that's just saying in that you can example. change over time as your business grows and evolves obviously your your client avatar and who you're reaching might also shift and evolve a little bit so yeah hopefully this was incredibly helpful it gave you some clarity on how Whoa. you can begin to power punch to that person <laughs> yeah a little a little one-two action like one-two punch um yeah. Hopefully it was just really, really helpful and gave you some clarity on how to know who you're speaking to and then begin to speak directly to that person and hitting the bullseye with your ideal client every single time so you can actually book more and be able to serve people better than ever.
0: Yes. Now, if you love this episode, you know the drill. I want you to <laughs> screenshot this episode and tag us on social media so we can see it, so we can hear your feedback. We want to know if client avatars were something completely new to you or if you knew it, but we gave you more insight into it. Like we Mm -mm. just love hearing feedback from you guys. So if you want to slide into our DMs, we also welcome that. We are always chatting with you. So Evie can be found on Instagram. Wait, what?
1: Oh, you're good. Go ahead. I'll finish in a (laughs) (laughs) sec.
0: She can be found on Instagram at Evie Rupp. I can be found at Mrs. Lindsay Roman. And then our podcast and education company is at The Heart University. Uh, We love hanging out with you guys. So what were you going to say?
1: Oh, I was going to say another great way to give us feedback that truly means the world to us and really, really helps us out is to leave us a review and write in the review what you've been learning and what you've been enjoying and if it's been helpful and all that good stuff that's just a really great way for us to be boosted on the algorithm and to show up for new listeners to have a broader reach so that we can have even bigger guests and even more guests and all
0: that good stuff. So
1: it also helps people,
0: like when people are listening to podcasts, they'll read reviews to kind of know like even more so what the podcast is about. So you're even helping like other people as well find our content that, that might serve them as well. Because it's, it's true. It's free content, I will say. Yeah. So
1: you can share on social media, but also if you wanted to, take a few minutes to leave us a review because that means the world. Okay, we're done pitching now. We love you to death. We hope this episode was great, and we will see you on the next show.